G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive. Pistol Pete and I powered by puntingform.com.au. Today we're going to deep dive into the Caulfield meeting, which was the CFO Stakes Day. Um, a glorious, historical, traditional Group 1, and also the traditional lead-ups, Peter, to the Blue Diamond, where we saw uh, the Colts go at it with some geldings, and then the Phillies. Uh, pretty good meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Caulfield raced really, really well. Um, full credit to them. It's often a track yeah. that doesn't race very well. They watered it in the morning, which is high risk, very scary behaviour. And it did look like Rails and Run was slightly um, inferior, especially in the first half of the, of the card. But um, I think P, P. Moody would have had to pick up some of the toys that he torched out of the cot when Tofano won yeah. leading in Rails and Run. But I, I, I do think, like as a rule, I agree that you shouldn't be watering tracks on race day. Um, to appease horses that aren't sound uh, and like to, to, to make conditions like un-Australian. Like you, yeah. water, water all you want, but like, you know, if you need to water it on the day, like there's something wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of the elite racetracks in Australia. It's hot here, it's summer. Play on, as you were. Track was a good three anyway, like it was upgraded. If they don't water it, it becomes a fast two, well, firm two, whatever they call it these days. Mm. I, I just would rather put it on the night the day before what they wanted to. Yeah. However, I thought the track raced really well, so full credit to them. But like they're, just, they're playing with fire when they do it. Uh, I think the track obviously dried out through the day and um, it, it sort of become even easier or easier to, to be rails and run and lead and win. Mm. I still don't think you want it to be worse than midfield unless you're a very good horse or in a weak race. So we saw the main two races where they inverted and, and they swooped was in the two-year-olds where if you look through a race meeting, and this is my opinion, Peter, I'm going to give it to you, then you tell me what you think. Sure. A lot of these horses are, are half well-known and they're they're at their level. So, you know, it's a benchmark 84 at the start because that's what, that's what their level is. You know, it's a group two, the next race for three-year-olds. That's about where the level is. That's probably when it's for three-year-olds. It's probably, you can always take a look. It's probably actually like a benchmark 90, but you get my point, right? We, we know a little bit about these horses and we can see, we know what to expect. The one, the two races where we've seen a big sort of, they've run on and, and got real wide and got through their work is a two-year-old race where we don't have a clue about these horses relative to the others. And there's, a ma- there's likely going to be a massive differential between the best and the worst in this race. Um, I... I do we want? Do, what do you think about that as a theory? Yeah, I tend to agree. But I mean, are we necessarily saying that the? I mean, it's difficult to tell who the better two-year-olds are, so to speak. But we're we saying that there was a particular upset at all. No. Well, we found Revolutionary Miss on the form mm. like, before we got there, and then Jackson found from the yard. So full credit to Jackson. Um, I can't believe the price that it was. It was like a Sydney horse. That had run time and run run and closed off really well. Yep. I thought the ride was outstanding. It, um, I think the time was a little bit better than it anticipated. I reckon you'd agree. I reckon Jackson would agree. Most people would agree that when you look to the data Monday morning, like, oh god, they have gone a little bit quicker than the, than I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think still advantage the boys, but not as big as it was. I think Jack and O's comfortably the number one seed. Not suited, slow away, inside lanes when it wasn't the best place to be and was just hooning up the inside. I think 1,200 tick. I think Mick Price, grand final sort of operator, blue diamond winner, tick, tick. 
Um, I think he's got to be the number one seed. I think eight dollars is what we, which is what we've taken, is a great price. Um, anything else? Oh, I was just going to say, is the slow way, the lack of gate speed, a little bit concerning for that horse? Yeah, it definitely is. But I think yeah. at eight dollars, I want to be on it. I think it'll start closer to four. Yep. And then it'll let us bet into the race. So, um, completely agree. Well, we agree on a lot of shit because we do everything together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really ones to, to get set on a horse we think is going to be worse than midfield, which is what we anticipate yep. here. But I think $8 is double the price it'll start. Oh, I think it's capable of setting a little bit closer, especially if it draws well and jumps cleanly. Um and then I sort of want to get into my work and figure out the rest of the race. I think even a horse like Miss Rosiano for the Gallagados boys is a, it's a proper horse, mm. proper two-year-old. Like it's two respectable, strong figures as a two-year-old, and its big asset is it, it jumps and puts itself into the race. So it was right against, like way against the the race shape of of that particular race. If you if you dig through it, like it's run second to Revolutionary Miss, who I think I think English Riviera and Miss Rosiana both credit to them. Mm-hmm. So everything else in the finish has settled tenth, eleventh, ninth, seventh. So they've all like they've stopped and they've run on. So there's a lot, little bit of credit to this horse, um, and now it's got the SP profile to suggest it's it's capable. Like you sort of alluded to just then. It's favourite to be suited. Yep. In the blue diamond, regardless of where it draws. Like if it draws the car park, you're probably better off because they can just take their time getting across. Um, Geordie Childs has won a blue diamond on a fast horse before that didn't know how to stop. Written by. Um, you can't knock it. Couldn't believe my eyes when it won the first time, but now you can't knock it. It's mm. a genuine sort of contender here. Yep, and posted um, almost the same figure in both starts as well. So consistent. Which I love. Yeah. I love. I think you, you love that stuff too, don't you? Yeah. I thought um, one of the interesting sort of things to happen in this race was this no diggity. Like it was a complete, not a steam job. Massive, massive steam off the soft win in a weak race where they went that stupidly slow tempo at Caulfield. Yep. And um, like it was 13s into six or something here. I thought it was pretty awful. You? Yeah. Um, so just checking the stewards' report with regards to it. Um, you know, it's basically turned out to be lame in the near hind. So are we giving it some excuse there? I suspect it won't be seen in two weeks' time. Mm. Hard to know. I don't have a clue. Also yeah. interesting, though, that the money came despite the change of tactics to be ridden further back, which... You know, yeah. from the wide gate, not exactly unexpected, but there was still the the support there. So, yeah, I I think it's a really wide open. Like we've got our money out of Revolutionary Miss, but even like right down to the horse that's finished fifth last, Sumatra. Yeah, it's clocked the fastest six hundred of the four hundred. Then it's little check, and then it's clocked the fastest two hundred meters home in this race. So, I I don't know what to tell you. Like this is a this is a two-year-old season where I think it's really, really important how they parade and it's crucial how they map because we're going to get a race in two weeks' time or whenever the Blue Diamond is where we'll have a much greater understanding of the way the track's racing at the time and we'll have a much greater understanding of the map 
and a better profile on them in the yard. Jackson's made a stack of notes, as you can see, in the punting form pistol. And yep. um, I, I think we've got a real edge this year in, in getting set come race day. I'm happy the $8 on Jacano now. Um, anything else from the boys' race we want to touch on? Uh, how good is the winner, do you think, Lofty Strike? Well, full credit to him. Full credit to us to try to buy like a relation to this at the Magic Millions, and also we did buy a Stitzel two-year-old, which is looks like pretty bomb-proof. Full credit. Um, <laughs> improved dramatically the figure, but still, like I don't know what to do with it. What you? it says to me is this horse doesn't have a ceiling as yet. Really good improvement first start, the second start, won both. Uh, looks to still do a little bit wrong as well. Uh, good splits going home. <clears throat> I would want it on my side at this stage. I'm not sure what price it is going forward, but well, it, it was shorter post race to win the Blue Diamond than it's been to win its last two starts, and it's mm. two from two. So Josh is having like a conniption. <laughs> um, I'm confused because it's a straight track horse and now Caulfield Bender. Yep. Normally, you don't find horses that want to bend it at Caulfield and then run straight at Flemington, particularly this early. Mm. This thing could be a freak. It is by Snitzel. So, um, oh, I think that it was like blessed in run by the race shape. Yep. And the big SP makes me want to sort of go against it a little bit. Um, this is a fantastic bit of riding by J-Mott. Like... The, the momentum and the sectionals were delightful from the 600 to the 200 metres and I think sort of, you know, made it unbeatable at that point in the race. Um, I think Jacques and I was, is still the one to beat. Yep. I think $8 was wrong. I said that about 16 times, but I really do think that. I think Semion for the Hawks camp's got some upside versus this race shape. It was pretty good from a not-suited position and probably will be suited in, if it does go to the Blue Diamond. Okay. All right, well, that's the two-year-olds. Um, should we talk about the main event, the CF4 on the card? That was race eight. Yeah. A, a, a plain overall figure for a, a good race. Yep. It's a race that's dropping off and off and off over the last little bit. They put an extra 250000 into it this year, and it's they've lost another two and a half lengths. Um, 10.4 is like barely a group time, a group benchmark figure. In yep. my mind, um, this is a horse that's capable of going a lot better. Um, full credit to Mark Zara. He's at the Super Bowl today. Like, lost Oz of the rich and famous. What a complete and utter weapon that he is. <laughs> well, you know, he's going to have no problems getting over there. Like, with the, he could just sit, he could sit in the chair in, in coach, no worries. Like, he sat in a cupboard for. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um, big boy shit from Mark Zara. You can't help but really, really like him. Yeah. Um, I guess he also showed Just won that... a group one, Peter, and he's fucked off to... He's in He's in Los Angeles right now. Like yeah. He was hiding in cupboards and Airbnbs not that long ago. Imagine what the, the, the fun times he's getting up to in LA. What a weapon. Big, thick alpha. He, he looks sharp. It looks like a bit of a thinker to me, like compared to most. Mm-hmm. I, think I'll, I think I'm his number one fan again. I love him. And this ride, Peter, if we break down the sectionals, holy shit. Firstly, what, like this is why he can go to LA. 
because he's a big boy. He's, he's got the timing alpha. right. <laughs> he said, hey, don't fucking touch me. They've gone sl- way slow here for the class of the race. Yeah. That's why it's a poor overall time. And they've just left him alone, doing whatever Mark wants. And then from the 1,200 metres, Mark is just... It's fucking delicious, Peter. 11.48, 11.44, 11.44, to back Little tiny slowdown, 11.60. Then 11.16, little the increased. Then 11.64, final two, when the race is over. Yeah. Look. Big boy shit. Group ones, he, he, like sometimes we see this stuff randomly. This is big boy stuff in a big race. It was an interesting race, though, wasn't it? Because Lightsaber's missed the start, and that's probably your nominal leader. Weren't you just worried about where Moose was at? He's already had the, the tantrum tweet earlier about Oxley Road, which we'll talk about in a second. Then his, his horse here, which was back late. Yeah, he was just sakes. Just nothing else. But it does make me wonder. He double durries, I reckon. <laughs> just pulled out the big cigar and gone for it. Right, um, oh, yeah, the 4X because I'm a Queenslander. <laughs> Obviously, Zara's looked across and said, well, there's no lightsaber here, so I'm just going to roll forward. Mm. But then what was the initial game plan from anyone else in the race? Because if lightsaber led, all of a sudden Behemoth's three wide, no cover. I should have clarified this at the start. This is this is my main uh, cause for feeling this is such big boy shit. Because you're right, like lightsaber was the map horse. He thought on his feet like instantly and won himself a group one. Yep. The horse didn't go very good. None of these horses went that good because they went so slow. Like, this is a proper 400-meter Group 1 horse, and it was allowed to get away with murder. Yep. It didn't go that good. It wasn't like the horse, the trainer didn't do this. Mark Zara did. The horse went to probably below what you'd anticipate. That'd be fair, wouldn't it? Yeah, it requires a little bit of deeper diving, I think, just in terms of going back through... It's overall figures. Like none you of these. Look back are through its last five, Pete. It's 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 its worst benchmark figure of its yeah. last five runs. This horse. That's it's one of Group One. That's how good the ride is. Thought on his feet. Lighthouse flying 400 meter track and trip horse. Very wary of it next time, especially if they try and go up. It's a 400 meter horse, I think. Yep. Um, Cascadian flying rails in run though. So do you give it an extra tick, or was it a good place to be by then? And then. The big boy, the, the the mile king of Australia, will win the All-Star Mile, surely. I'm Thunderstruck. This is a, this is a, like a nice barrier trial for this horse, and it got through its gears beautifully. So did your mate, Uncle Bob's horse. But I'm Thunderstruck just got through its gears beautifully. It's got a bigger ceiling, I think, than Inspirational Girl. Not massively bigger. Like, a good rider could make the difference in a bad ride, but they were both the horses to follow from this race for me, going up to a mile. Yep. I assume they're both going to the All-Star Mile. Um, I'm Thunderstrike number one seed All-Star Mile for me. I don't know what price it is, but this is going to be hard to beat at Flemington. Okay. Sinner uh, one, three wide, no cover. <sighs> Read anything into it other than that? Just oh, it's gone shitty ass still. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's got had like it was entitled to go a bit better than it did when you look at the data and the overall benchmark figure. Yep. But like it was drawn Barra seven, and somehow Craig's you got you got I, I, you, you kind of like were positive about him riding the horse and then he's ended up three wide no cover wasn't ideal when the winner and the second horse and the third horse were all rails and run and he was three wide no cover. 
you can forgive the horse if you want to, but I think that was its grand final. So forgive it, but don't forgive it in the sense of I'm going to back you next time. Yeah, especially if it ends up in a weaker race, so to speak. Mm. Okay. Um, look, there was a couple of other group races on the card. Um, any of them stand out in particular? I guess look, looking at race five, Argentia's posted a, a good figure there. Fastest last... Uh, no, that's Artorias had the fastest last 600, 400, 200. Artorias. is a very, very nice horse, isn't it? Yeah. And that, that was a big performance. I think it's back. It's obviously back, but I think it's got a pretty big ceiling this prep. I think it's one of the more exciting horses. It'll be coming off a good three, nice firm track, which is a good springboard for horses. Uh, I think Argentia's got a really, really exciting future ahead of it this prep. Might be one of the bigger, better horses we talk about by the end of uh, autumn. Yep. Um, I think In the Boat is a... Well, there's a lot of like like big boys in this horse who are smart, like Dean Lester and all that, I think are in this horse with Uncle Lindsay. And they think it's a 400-metre horse. I don't think it is. I think it showed nothing at Mooney Valley to suggest it wants extra 200 metres. And... Maybe, maybe like this is this is when there was the most moisture on the track from the sprinklers. Yep. But what, what's your read? Look, they've gone fast for the class and punting forms data to the six hundred. In terms just, of the overall sectional splits, just having a, a look through at them, you can't really give it any excuse there either. I'll look at that data and I'll say, you're going to be very, 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 very hard to beat over 1,200 metres anywhere because mm. you can run 1120s repeatedly. She did three of them in a row, but then she just slowed down. Well, he slowed down. I'm not talking about Alana. Yep. I think the ride was outstanding by Alana Kelly. I think maybe the track heard it, but I just don't think it gets 400 metres. That's my take from race one. And the horse that I think set um, big moods off as he sucked down a Big Dari was Oxley Road, who was rails and run, went um, slightly inferior to two of its better performances of its last five. Um, and I think it had very, very little to do with the track, considering rails and run was first, second, and third half an hour later in a group one. I think it's got a lot more to do with the fact that Luke Nolan, was it Luke before I bag him? Yeah, and I'm yep. going to bag him. Riding out of his skin, career best maybe, Luke. But this is awful. You just can't like slow down like that. From eight to the six is a ten eight eight, which is very very fast. So we just spoke about in the boat, which was an eleven twenty four, which is fast. Yep. This is real fast. Then he's gone. Oh shit! I'm going too fast. Six to the four, eleven four four. As he slows to get that eleven four four, everything else just builds momentum behind him and catches up to him. That's a perfect like suck race for a swoop. When I say when I say perfect race shape, that's what I'm talking about all the time when a when a sweeper is suited. Then an, a ten sixty four, then eleven fifty six. It's a, it's a complete yo yo of a sectional here. There's no one of the horse got beat. I, I think Oxy Road's a good horse. You can you can whack in your black book and back with real confidence next start. I think okay. it's flying. I think it's a really big performance. Yeah, I mean, look, there's been a few other times it's raced Caulfield and. You know, if you take out the second career start, that's the worst of the three performances there at Caulfield. So, mm. might also have a bit more condition to come, I suspect. 
basically just looking at that last 200 metre split, look, look to really gas out there over the last 200. Yeah. But, like, it's the same story all the time. Like, if, if, if I was going to really throw my toys out about this cot, about this horse, I, I'd be putting Jay Carr on it. Luke Nolan's flying, but he's not Jamie Carr. Yeah. Is this, is this a Group 1 horse? Is this a Group 2 horse? And put a Group 2 or Group 1 rider on it, mate. Like, Best way to find out. Mm. Okay, so uh, you're following Oxley Road and Jack No. I think Jack and I around the $8 mark for the Blue Diamond, seven fifty, say, is a really reasonable bet to have at this point in time if you're sick like yep. us and you need to. Um, <laughs> bear in mind, I'm coming off one of the worst gambling days of my adult life, of my gambling life, and the sickest part is I haven't had one bet on a horse. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler absolutely dutted me in the golf. Like, Xander Schuffle has more head noise than anyone I've ever met in my life, surely. That's, that's coming. That's saying something. And then the Rams, the Rams, like, field goal holder, dropped the, dropped the nut, dropped the pigskin on me, Pete, and I didn't cover, but I just wanted to push because I got everything. At, uh. Anyway, Jacquinot's a nice bet moving forward. Oxy Road flying back at wherever it goes, it'll be suited, most likely. Uh, I think I'm Thunderstruck's the number one seed for the All-Star Mile. That was a beautiful return, I thought, for a horse that we know has got a huge, huge ceiling. An inspirational girl, I'd probably leave to you, Peter, to, as to how hard we, we push. Um, but it is with Danny O, who I still don't know if I want to back any of his horses. And it will settle last. Mm. Small concern. Always a small concern. Okay, very good. Uh, your week ahead. They're all good it's races. It's a really good question, Peter. You've got Hillside. Glorious. Glorious. Another one of these Packenham Bull Thursdays. Uninspiring. Valley Friday night. Glorious. With uh, a little bit of vanilla during the day. And then Flemington, the Lightning. Black Caviar Lightning race day. That's really, really nice. Where are we on Sunday? Uh, Ballarat and Maui. So basically, we're not racing on Sunday. That's exactly. good. So it's a beautiful week. We can pound it, bet hard. Big betting day on Sunday at Flemington, Australia's best race track by a mile. And then we can have Sunday off because Moe can... Yeah, just not going to happen. Okay.